What's up, guys? Our Wrestling Podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Jess the Total Package and Craig the British Bulldog. Cuz is off this week. Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Someone feed me today's topic. It's time. Not that time. Dave, we are going to uh, cover what many people say. Can't be covered. Is the greatest rivalry <laughs> of all time. Uh, possibly. Definitely on the main stage level. Giant Steve Gonzalez versus, versus Undertaker. Was it? <laughs> Take it home, Dave. Take it home. <laughs> yeah. Their match oh. of SummerSlam 93 was one for yeah. the ages, that's for sure. Oh, my. Um, yeah, so a lot of people think that uh, this might be the great. It definitely was the biggest rivalry in the Attitude Era, which really has been the highest period ever for pro wrestling. Sure. Uh, Monday Night War, Attitude Era. So definitely, I mean, and they're two. They might be number one and two of like the most influential biggest wrestlers of all time. Like, you know, I, if you yeah. want to rank it like that, I know there's so many different criteria, but uh, that I, I think this might be the biggest rivalry rivalry, excuse me, in wrestling history. They may, they main evented two out of three manias that they appeared on and they were a heavily featured match on their last mania together. So it's not like they yeah. opened the card or anything like that. They leave that to drew and Bobby. Yeah. And you didn't fun. know where they were. They were <clears throat> headed both of them at the time. Like, uh, you know, Rock was like, he was just towards the end of their feud. He was just testing the Hollywood waters, but he used when he would yeah. be the literally biggest star in Hollywood, and who knows what's ahead for him. Um, but man, the the two of them together, like, and knowing what we know now, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome stuff. Can't wait to get into it. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. Or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Podcast on social media. Give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019. And you can check us out on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. So, guys, this is going to be fun. Rock v. Austin. I, I, I kind of feel like this is, it sounds really dumb, but I, I think about that that YouTube video that starts to compare Jordan to Kobe. Like, are we really going to do this? Are we really? <laughs> All right. They're All right, well then let's let's I guess I guess we're gonna do it. Let's do it, you know. Uh right on. So we'll start with Steve Austin. We'll kind of get where this is going. Upon entering the WWF in 1995, Austin was already an established star, having a four-year run in WCW. He captured the TV, United States, and tag team championships during his time there and embarked on some memorable feuds. However, Bischoff did not see a top guy in Steve Austin and fired him after suffering an injury on a Japanese tour. Yeah. Uh, this is a really good story, but angry, injured, and jobless, he found sanction in ECW, yeah. where he cut some raw and real promos. And Dave, WCW I don't want to cut you off, but I think experience. when um, Eric Bischoff sent him his stuff in a black trash bag with a green <laughs> with a thing of green tape that said Stephen on it, like yeah. so disrespectful, so disrespectful. <laughs> at least he spelled, at least the name was spelled correctly is what I would say. Um, but but for the but for what really happened, um, it was a, it wasn't the '90s version though. Yeah, by facts that was like Bischoff's thing. Yeah. He was known for firing yeah, people by facts. Or was it was other FedEx? I, I, yeah. Am I or wrong? FedEx. No, he he fired him by FedEx. That's right. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, so it wasn't even a fact. He fired him. By, oh, sorry, I'm thinking of Phil Collins. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, extra, that's them. extra special. I mean he airmailed that bad boy two days. That's 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 yeah. like thirteen dollars. That like that's respect. Yeah, dear Steve Williams. I mean. Fired me by FedEx. Not even a phone call. Just got that got that contract terminated via via the mail. So obviously, uh, Steve was really upset about that. I don't know how far you want to get into this, Jess, but to your point, I don't think without this ECW cut, we've talked about it before on previous podcasts. Check the archives. But without this ECW short stint, even though he couldn't really work, uh, I, I don't know if we get the Stone Cold that we got because this is where he this is where the character truly starts to form. Am I? Do you, you guys feel the same way? I know. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Paul Heyman's been overhyped and I don't mean that in a bad way, but the legend of ECW and Paul Heyman, sometimes he gets put up in a light where he's like, just, you know, he could do no wrong. But Paul, for all the good he did, he had bad stuff about him. He robbed from Peter to pay Paul. He was a little dishonest with people. And I think Mm -hmm. as a promoter, you kind of have to do that. I'm not ripping on him at all. But the good thing that he was good at was Paul loved the misfits. He loved when people were fired, you know. If somebody was fired or injured or jobbed on the way out, that actually used to put a stank on your career. It used to hurt you. 
because people would be all you know when they they would keep it to themselves that they were going to leave or not resign or whatever because they knew if i tell someone they're going to job me out and it's going to hurt my value i know thinking of today's business it's laughable because it's not like that anymore if you're a good talent you have an internet presence people will follow you wherever you go but back here like it hurt like when you got fired like that or like austin he got injured he was pulled off tv for a while and then let go so he had no momentum paul Heyman loved those people and he brought mick foley was another one i think more mick foley wanted to leave wcw because he didn't agree with what they were doing with him but austin was the same way in the sense of they were both disgruntled from there both looking back, they were totally grateful. They needed that WCW career to become what they became. But uh, yeah, they were mad. And you go to ECW and Paul Heyman had that yeah. talent. You know, I, I say he's he over. He would, get you, he would that, get you to use that anger. Pretty yeah. Much. I, I, you know, in the sense that, you know, Paul wasn't the begin all end all. But what he did, he did extremely well. And it's funny because Paul Heyman knew how to make his positives be the most things that stood out. He did that for his wrestlers. So what's your weakness? Okay, I know how to cover yeah. that up. You know, whether you're a Mikey Wimpreck or whoever, you were homegrown or not, or you're a Steve Austin who is just like, you know, hey, I'm not going to be able to pay you that much money, but I could pay you per appearance. Do you want to come work for yeah. me? Well, yeah, but I'm hurt. You know, well, okay, well, you, yeah. you can talk, right? Yeah. Well, what am I going to say? I, I don't know. Why don't you just trash WCW? And and tell tell everyone you're mad. Yeah. Tell them to go fuck themselves. I, that, okay, like and that's a good point, Jess. Like uh, for him. Heyman is his greatest PR like uh, uh, bullhorn, and like he's the believer his own legend. And like uh, it wasn't Paul Heyman that had the gift necessarily. It was the gift of creative freedom, like an outlet for these guys to go to a place where they yeah. could finally let loose. And he just kind of nudged him in the right direction but it, what that's not yeah. even his genius it's like it's because letting mcfoley fly you, you can't that Austin though fly. when paul left wcw when they when wcw fired paul Heyman, yeah. that was him so ecw was a fuck you to everybody that's what it became because that's what he so when he left wcw and he got uh you know in uh, partnership with todd gordon and you know they were partnering at first to run ecw and then he solely ran ecw that was him that was him i fucking hate wcw fuck them like they fucking fired me they didn't treat me right they wouldn't listen to my ideas well right or wrong ecw was him and it just splintered off and then people that were like him oh i have a home for you you're mad fucking come here for a second here's a microphone as a matter of fact tell them why you teach people yeah yeah and and i think i think that's that's where justice coming in correct to your point that's he didn't. He didn't actually have the gift of Stone Cold's gab. I mean, Heyman has great gab. Don't get me wrong, but he has. He also has this amazing ability to bring it out. Like that never came out with Austin WCW ever. And Heyman found a way to bring that up and out. And I think that's one of the strengths that that Heyman. Like you said, there's always the legend, and sometimes he gets too much credit. I don't. I don't believe he gets enough credit in that instance of he has the ability to bring things out and people that we never we never knew were there. You know, we just we didn't know. We're yeah. Like, Whoa. And Stone Cold, which wasn't Stone Cold yet, is is right here in these in these uh, in these vignettes that that they just have a lot of fun with, and he's trashing stuff and trashing ECW all the time. It's it's fun. So he was uh, he meaning Austin was then introduced to the WWF in 1995 as the Ringmaster. Uh, this did not get over with the nope. crowd. Out of ideas, Vince. A lot. Uh, oh. What? It didn't get over. It did no. Vince allowed him to develop his own character, and Stone Cold was born. Um, yeah, when he says, "I don't, I don't know what it is, Vince, but it ain't the Ringmaster." <laughs> all the did Ringmaster have a T-shirt? Um, Could you imagine having a Ringmaster T-shirt from back in the day? If you were, if you there's be, a Ringmaster T-shirt, I'm gonna buy it. I don't think it did. Uh, that does not. I, I, I don't, don't think, think I've ever did. seen an image of one. Was there? That'd be great, though. God damn, that'd be great. Well, was there yeah. a lot of heel shirts back then? Hill merch? Not really. In 95? Well, I think in mm-hmm. WWE, there always used to be. I remember the WWF yeah. magazine, fucking King Kong yeah, Bundy had, had his own Andre shirt. sleepover like, shirt. Like, shirt. You know what? I would buy an Andre shirt yeah. now. I'd buy I'd Andre buy with the big hand. Just for nostalgia. I think we're on to yeah. something. We need to give Vince a call. You got his number, right, Jess? I'm just saying, like, if you yeah. brought back Hill stuff, like, like a Ravishing Regrude shirt, you would buy it. Like, Oh, yeah. Um, the nostalgia heel shirts. I think a lot of people like us now would buy that stuff, and we're the ones that honestly, have all the money I would. Anyway. I would buy it. They come out so with a line of prelim uh, enhancement talent shirts. We th- there's millions of marks <laughs> that would shirts? absolutely oh, yeah. fans that would buy Wait, Iron have... Mike Sharps. Right. Why has that not been done? Now that I, I, I'm shocked, actually, with all the fucking t-shirts that Conrad yeah. turns out on the, you know on wrestlingtees.com or whatever it is. Like, I mean. Every Jim Ross will say, "Watch you!" When like he'll be who like, oh, that's would, who wouldn't t-shirt. buy a million dollar man t-shirt now? Uh, you know, people that grew yeah. up on it. 
I would buy that all day. I mean, even the Macho Man shirts. I mean, I know he Virgil had a T-shirt, but they're they're like, yeah. Oh yeah, come on, come on, man. I'd buy Yokozuna T-shirt tomorrow. I'll wear an Outback Jack (laughs) T-shirt. Dude, he had Outback Jack was on an ice cream bar. Outback Jack. There was for like for six months. He was was. like they pushed him as hard as you could ever push anyone. And I don't know why. I don't like. I don't think he's ever like. What does he? What? So I know we're getting way. Up. By the way, so we started it. No, 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 we can. Hey, by Jack. the way, we can. We can totally cut this or not. We'll just but, see where we are on time at the end of this. But I'm telling you, someone needs to try to buy those gimmicks at at Rock. Was Outback Jack ever on a pay per view? I'm just saying. Like I know he was 87. So. Like on really the cusp before. So. The like. Yeah. He might have been yeah. on one Saturday Night's main event. But in our head, he was in, he was on like WWF magazine. He had an ice cream bar. He had merch and t-shirts all from superstars. He had a shirt. Yeah. So. Yeah. Fantastic. All from the vignettes that they played in the goddamn Everglades or whatever. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go, I'm going to go look for a Brooklyn bar. Sorry. Audience. I'm sorry. We're 11 minutes in and we're on the Outback Jack portion of the Rock versus Austin (laughs) feud. It's all gravy. I'm sorry. Uh, all right. After winning the King of the Ring in 1996 and a historic match versus Bret Hart at Survivor Series in 96 and at WrestleMania 13, people started to get behind Stone Cold, even with his heel tactics. If you haven't seen the King of the Ring 96, you're living under a rock. If you haven't seen that vignette, you know, where 316 comes out. I'm going to venture guess and say everyone that's watching Bret- us right now has seen that King of the Ring. I'm just saying, all, all Stop, you, you know what? All Cut, you piece and of Bret shit. Hart, every, okay. they've all seen it too. Every time. <laughs> real piece of shit, Dave. <laughs> every time. After her, an, a horrific injury that almost put him out of wrestling forever, Austin was the IC champion as 1997 came to a close. Uh, no, I'm going to fall on my ass. I'm serious. <laughs> like, no, you're not. No, you're not. I'm going to fall on my ass, bro. If you don't know what that means, then I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, Rest in peace, buddy. Now we're getting to Rocky Maivia, the son of WWF superstar Rocky Johnson. If you're not watching TV, you're not seeing this. You might want to give that a view. Made his WWF debut at the Survivor Series in 1996 and shortly after won the IC title in early 1997. How'd that go, guys? Did that go well for him? That went really well. No. Oh, it didn't go well? Oh, I'm sorry. Sounded really good the way you wrote it, Jess. I just, I was really into it. Um, (laughs) Even with a name that with a combination of his father and grandfather's ring names, the fans did not get behind him right away. After being booed as a face, and I believe being injured, uh, once again, Vince allowed him to come up with his own character and churn heel. Rocky Maivia joins the, um, oh gosh. Nation of Domination. Thank you. I, you abbreviated it and it just messed up my brain. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Nation of Domination. Um, where Bruce Pritchard totally takes the credit for, which is probably not true, but you know we'll give we'll give it to him, um, and changed his name to The Rock. Um, fantastic stuff! And this is where, again, giving him a chance to come out and say his own story. The Rock is pissed off. Like I did all this for you. I wore these stupid tangles on my freaking arms. I look like a you know a kid's bicycle seat and shit. And you know you that can be said that was his ECW, me. and he he gets frustrated. No, like I just, uh, if Is you think about says? it, like without going anywhere else, that oh, was his little ECW yeah, moment. But you're right. Yeah, I think so. I think that was the moment where like, if you're mad, t- tell people, tell people, tell people what you, you know, think. And this just goes to show historically that if you can put Vince on his ass, apparently he'll just fucking uh-huh. throw his arms up and let you do whatever you want. And then like, stars wow. are born. So I don't like, cause in 97, <laughs> he was, I mean, NWO was beating the shit out of them in 97. Oh. It was like a bad, it was a bad beating. And after a while, Vince just like mid-year, he's like, I don't fucking care. Like, and just Stone Cold did his thing. And then, you know, like Rock didn't work out. Yeah. So he let Rock come back as a heel. And then all of a sudden, like when you let these guys and girls say what's on their mind and kind of get into a character that they can believe in, then, oh, my God, they start connecting with the crowd. Oh, my God. Then Vince can get behind it with the machine and push it. That's the way it should always work. It, it's like they've forgotten over the last 15 years. That that's That's how they did it. Like they did it. They I, they I went through that to, period where Vince was getting hammered, and he was just like, "I don't know anymore." Like, and I hate to get people, on a tangent with it know. again, but I'm telling you, we talked about this at the the WrestleMania reviews where they had a basically a, a hur, almost a hurricane delay, like tropical storm delay. <laughs> you know, seats were getting blown off in the front rows, 
and they're like, just go and say something. Just go, just just say what you want. And these people are ad-libbing at WrestleMania, and it's some of the best cut stuff we'd seen in a long time. And have because they weren't controlled. Been cut out of the replay. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, nice. That's great. And, and not, it's terrible. I, I don't know if I can move on anymore. <laughs> Why do we? That was some of the best parts. Anymore. We shouldn't like, even. Terrible. Terrible. I have not confirmed how they run it, but, their business, uh, but yet the powers that be man, on Twitter and I listen networks. to everything that's on Twitter and Reddit said that uh, it's all the rain delay has all been cut <laughs> off of uh, the replay, including all the, the all those all promos that made wow. them what they are today, unscripted. Like I love. I'll never forget. Like Owens just grabbed the mic from whoever that guy was. Like if I could have any respectful, he's like, if I can have the mic for a second. And then he just like exploded into this creative like wow. Yeah. yeah. But then they're still like, nope, afterwards, yeah. nope. Here's your script. That's yeah. it. No, wrestling's I'm good. It's fine. Go, I'm gonna this, go I don't know why we're rehashing this old shit. It's all fine. It's good. I'm sorry. I I I, I didn't yeah. know. Rock and Austin was totally scripted all the time. So it's like, I, I know you didn't mean to. Trust the writers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Every word. <laughs> uh, so fans connected to the rock right away when he became frustrated and angry and told him how he really felt. You really felt realism from the rock for once with that, that happy go lucky, like I'm rocky my idea. Like it did. It just, it, it wasn't him. We, and, and people knew how fake it was. So they booed the shit out of it. The minute he gave them something real, they're like, we love this guy. And because he is, he he's, he's just a magnet, uh, you know, of, of personality and once you gave him the reel, it, it came through. So uh, by the end of 1997, he being The Rock found himself in a feud with Stone Cold Steve Austin for the Intercontinental title. So that's where we get into WWF. This is when they first meet. Their uh, their first ever encounter was the what you're about to read. Yeah. It's the first the first people always just remember the three WrestleMania matches and they think that's the legacy of Stone Cold and The Rock, the rivalry. But they feuded for the Intercontinental Championship at the very end of '97, and there was it was fun. Yeah, and it's so funny because they 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 had to work. I feel like now stuff kind of talk about getting stuff handed to you if you're big enough and you can carry a little bit of mic weight. But these guys really had to work up. I mean, to your point, Jess, this is '97, and they're fighting for the IC Championship, and the title of the pay per view is WWF In Your House Degeneration X. I mean, they're nowhere near anywhere on the marquee at this point. And obviously the crowd knows what's coming. The crowd's like, um, yeah, Degeneration X, they're they're good. It's fine. But this is our guy. And you can tell right away that this is who they're riding. Um, and and the, I don't want to say The Rock came along for the ride, but he, he just made the wave even bigger. So this happens in December of 97. Austin is clearly on the rise. Major crowd reactions. A great spot comes, uh, you know, during the during the promos when Austin backdrops D'Lo Brown on the hood of his truck that Austin actually drives down to ringside. You can just see the momentum like every time um, every time Austin drove something down, people like lost their minds, whether it's a quad or a truck mm-hmm. or a cement, <laughs> cement mixer that may not come down to the crowd. But the minute he gets behind yeah. the wheel of anything, and I think he's didn't it. he stun D'Lo on way. that truck, too. Exactly. He mm-hmm. he backdropped him on it. Yes. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. He, he backdropped him on it, and then he stunned mm-hmm. him on the. Oh, he stunned him too. Oh, I, I forgot. Yeah, he beat the I shit did. out of him. Yeah, and he beat after the shit out of everybody, after beating up every member of the Nation of Domination, Austin would defeat the Rock with a stunner and retain his intercontinental. And it was it was quick, apparently, because uh, he was still suffering from the injuries. So it wasn't a a twenty minute barn burner. But. Yeah, they, and that's, but that's how good they became. That this is when they figured out. You know, and then of course, as the you know years went on, they be, they they overproduce everything now. But back here, like they were so creative. And again, when your back's against the wall and you got to fight off this other company that's just absolutely hammering you, they were just like, yeah, they did fun shit, like Austin driving the truck down and like him beating the shit out of the nation on it, throwing D'Lo on the hood, like it was insane. Like we mm-hmm. were all laughing so hard, and then The Rock coming in there doing his shit, and Austin was the face. And he was a dangerous face because like he was kind of he was just he just turned face from being heel. I mean, how can you not be sympathetic with the guy when he almost got put out forever? So they had this mega star on their hand and then he comes out there and he just like fucks everybody up on the truck. Rock's selling his ass off, you know, taking the stunners like he does and everything. And just yeah. it was this 
wonderful time where we can go back and say it wasn't even for the world title. It was for the Intercontinental Championship when they still kind of valued the IC title. And it was awesome. And like it was just they both just from day one from this first match, they had chemistry that would carry them through their whole feud over the next four or five years when they would come back together and fight and then go away from each other and come back. Yeah. Like they just they understood each other like off the bat. And I think Austin being hurt helped him because they had to be there had to be spectacles, trucks coming down and all that shenanigans. Yeah, because yeah, they they really had to protect the rock here. And it's funny how you talk about respecting the IC title, because according to the storyline, Stone Cold did not respect it that much. So great. This is another great segment. On Monday Night Raw, December 8th, 1997, Stone Cold throws his IC title in a river. Uh, due to Vince McMahon stripping him of the title, he forfeits the, you know, he forfeits that IC title to the rock by throwing it into a river. Um, just that's it, it, the, that's the, a famous they don't even so talk famous. about it that much anymore like that segment was yeah was like he, he came in there to hand the belt over or whatever because vince felt like you cheated the rock out give him you know give him the title and this is after vince had already been stunned once like that was yeah. after that famous madison square garden stunner so like austin's like yeah i'll come down i'll give it to you or whatever and of course he was playing around then he stuns the shit out of the rock and grabs the belt and he's like oh you can go to hell and all that stuff and he's like you'll see what i'll do with this and then he leaves and then I don't remember what state they were in, but it was a famous river. And he was just coming out there. And he's like, you know, Rock, you want this title so bad? Well, you can go get it. You can go get it. Here, I got a little snorkel for you. And he throws a snorkel. Man. And he's all little flippers because he probably can't swim. You probably swim like a jackass. And he throws the flippers in there. And he goes, oh, yeah. And here's your belt. Go get it. And he th- fucking throws it into the river. Wasn't, it, a, uh, wasn't it like a uh, a damaged old tag title that they really threw in the river? I was trying to remember which title I don't know. It, it looked like a... By, like, he yeah. had the... I saw... It was the IC and, title, but it, but it was hands. poorly oh, lit. Like replica. they could have yeah. done so much better with it. It was just like a simple uh, cam with probably yeah. like like you couldn't really like tell. But nonetheless, there, there the damn thing is. And I tell you what, Rock, take your little flippers because you probably can't swim worth a damn either. Here's a cell phone. When you find the damn thing, dial my number. And here's a pager. When you dial me, tell me you found your little belt. I'll page you back, put the 316, and give you the big thumbs up. Rock, you're the biggest piece of trash I ever saw. It hurts me to do this, but I really don't give a damn about you or the WWE. So I'll see you a little bit later. Oh, my. No! There goes the belt! And that's the bottom line. Because the- there's rumors that people have fished that title out of that river. But too. it was perfect. Like, yeah, I mean, it's perfect. Because honestly, if someone has that belt, like I, I, I think even like people like Conrad Thompson, are like if someone has the belt that actually, if they fish it out of the river, I want you to contact me. I will buy that belt from you. And this and that it's a huge for moment. the first time that that effectively retired that design. Then they came out with the oval one, the oval Intercontinental Championship, and that's what they went with for a while after Ooh. that. So it was really, it was technically <laughs> it's like the the Transformer toys line. They had a bunch of Autobots die in the movie, so they could introduce. Oh, the new I didn't toy know that. With like Ultron the, the and so they did that to basically. That's yeah, that was like a classic design that he threw point. in the river. Yeah, yeah they oh, threw in the river. Wow. It was the one that yeah. Macho Man wore and Steamboat and all those guys. Yeah, that's so that's when they ended that. And then the that. next week, The Rock came out with a new one. So yeah, yeah, that that's how they that's how they segued it. It's like just any toy line doing the same thing. They killed characters off to same thing with the belts. Like they killed the old belt off so they could bring a new design in. And the Rock started wearing the new one. Yeah, you better have a really cool design if you want me to buy it because you haven't brought anything cooler than the original IC title in your life so but i'll buy that one i would buy that one. i would buy a vintage ic title right now i mean but yeah yeah these these other whatever have fun with the kids rock versus stone cold on raw november 16th 1998 this match was the day after the rock captured his first wwf heavyweight championship at the survivor series in 1998 the rock had just turned hill and aligned himself with mr mcmahon that's always a good way to go um gonna get some good booze there austin would come close to defeating the rock but only would win by disqualification when several wrestlers got involved in the match on mr mcmahon's behalf Shovel! 
Good stuff. Catch that one. Yeah, that was that was when The Rock they swerved everybody. That Mick Foley, Mankind was looking for a dad figure, and it was it was looked like they rigged the whole tournament so Mankind could win the tournament. And then him and Rock, Rock was a face, and he was really over. And then he met Mick in the finals, and then all of a sudden, like somehow, I think they did the Montreal Screwjob thing where they Vince came out and rang the bell uh, when the uh, I think I think I think uh, uh, The Rock had him in a sharpshooter. And Vince came down and rang the bell and screwed Mick. And Mick was like, what? Like a daddy. I thought you loved me. And so he uh, then The Rock all of a sudden revealed himself as the guy that was in, you know, cahoots with Vince the whole time. And that set up the WrestleMania 15, you know, match a few months later after that with Austin. Oof, good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, this one never gets old. Um, you need to check this out. If you, Even if you know about it, you should go back and check it out. This is Austin. I love how we just titled it Austin and the Beer Truck. Monday Night Raw, March 22nd, 1999, on the go-home show before Mania 15, Austin literally drives a beer truck to the ring. Sprays the Rock, Vince, and Shane with endless, endless amounts of beer. One of the most iconic moments in Raw history. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Stone Cold takes this a little too far, and I'm being literal here. Doesn't he bump the ring just a few inches when he gets it up there? I'm trying to remember if this was the time. No, that was the Zamboni. Oh, that was the Zamboni Zamboni when he did that. Yeah. He fucking moved it. He moved the ring like six inches. Like, 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 he could have killed somebody. That's great. I'm but telling you, they'll, the they'll let Stone Cold drive anything. I'm, you know, he's got a lot of trust in that guy. But and then the story on Austin on this one too is he uh, was all into it and he was spraying him with the hose. But I mean, those things, there's a lot of water pressure like coming out of that. And so he sprayed them and then he went to take a drink. But he was like, I just, I didn't realize how hard it was spraying. And he's like, I swear to God, he's like, I thought it shot my tonsils down my throat. He's like, because and it all came out my nose and everything. So if you go back and watch Austin, <laughs> he leaned it towards his face to take a drink and he pulled it back really yeah. quick because he's like, oh shit, like. Like he said, yeah, I thought I thought I swallowed my tonsils. He's like, that's how hard like it oh rocketed down my throat. How much pressure do you need for a beer? Like that doesn't sound fun at all. You took all the fun out of beer now. <laughs> that was, um, but still, it's, it's a fantastic moment. Um, I, I I love it. I'm, I'm gonna go back. I can only imagine being in the crowd that night. I I never everybody probably, remembers yeah, that they moment. They probably but I'm lost like, it, dude. They got soaked and they loved it. They got fucking sticky with beer and shit. Like afterwards, an hour later, they were like fucking stupid yeah. WBF. Like, but like. At the time, they were just drenched once in beer. They, once they it. come so out was, from under the ether. Yeah, if I bought like a new 98 Corolla and had to drive home from the arena soaked in beer, I'd be very <laughs> upset. But like, other than that, like, <laughs> I'd be super happy. Like, because like I would like maybe I, if people probably still have the T-shirt from that night, hopefully, and it's soaked in yeah. beer, that'd be kind of cool. That is pretty cool. Next moment, we have The Rock versus Stone Cold for the WWF Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania 15. March 28th, 1999, The Rock entered WrestleMania 15 as the WWF Heavyweight Champion and was his first major test at the top of the card. Austin would stun his way into winning the WWF Championship that night and remain at the top of the promotion. The Rock cemented himself as the number one heel on this night this is a fantastic match very this was their first uh wrestlemania main event match they would go on to like i said earlier to face each other three separate times two of them being main events uh many consider this kind of kind of their worst not worst as in like it was a bad match wrestlemania 15 was kind of more known for being overbooked because it was it's more the of a third Rinsa, of three uh, Vince Russo they're, all, baby. they're all great right yeah, they're all great, but like this was like the quote unquote least of the three or whatever. Uh, it was it was a Vince Russo WrestleMania. It, it, um, it was just overbooked and it Bro. was just like angle after angle after Bro. angle after angle. So it was just you could tell, especially the end, the last ten minutes of this match was just like rundown after rundown after psych after psych, and it was just kind of it was all right. But I mean, it was a good match. And then this is where I want to say this is where The Rock took the first stunner that he became known for when he did like the mega flip like from it you know yeah, he gets so stunned good. and he backflips hard and i think his feet draped on the ropes yeah. or whatever like and this was that iconic moment when he did that and this match again their main eventing wrestlemania like what two years after the rock like kind of came in the company like sure. roughly he's main eventing wrestlemania already 
in Austin, you know, like uh, two years after his rise that he they finally realized what they had. He's main eventing WrestleMania. Well, this was his second because he beat Sean the year before WrestleMania 14. And then here he main evented for the second time in a row WrestleMania six or 15. Excuse me. So, yeah, yeah. it's crazy like that. They're both. To your point about the Vince Russo WrestleMania, I, I just want to send out a public service announcement to all you people that defend Vince Russo on Twitter. You do have better things oh, to oh. do. It's imp- it's yeah. important to so realize he's, he's too, sucked. like to look back and now you think it's fifty fifty with these guys and the greatest feud of all time, but like it really wasn't that way back then. It was like Austin was obviously the higher status throughout the entire feud. So it was always it was still yeah it was still about it was still about Austin and Vince really yes at this it was point. always and about Rock just it, happened. but yeah. they used Austin was was roadblock you know, the entire so time like you got to think and so that's how like again they make the formula the way they did it here was perfect they didn't shit on the Rock he was still his own correct. man so even though he was a part of Vince and Vince was the leader obviously of that heel faction the Rock wasn't lost it's like when the, but when they turned Seth heel originally a few years ago and he was with the authority triple h and stephanie upstaged him every chance they got they made the formula back here on how you should do it and how you should let the principals austin and mcmahon and the rock all shine equally and and everyone got over from it the rock only kept going higher after his association with vince mcmahon so when he turned face eventually a few months later it was even more important but it's just they just don't know what they're doing anymore. It makes me so mad. Like when All I go right. back and watch this, I'm like, yeah. Jesus, and it, like, and it, you guys it takes made a lot blueprint. of patience from the rock too. like they're both fighting for the same spot. But through this entire feud, Rock's always been OK until I mean, spoiler alert, until the very end, like um, yeah. truly getting his moment. His, but like yeah. he was always in the shadow looking at his like at his mentor and one step behind that top, 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 top spot. And okay with it. Like you never hear rock fucking people over in the back or being Michaels, but like they, I think, the I, magic I, they I think where you came from, where you're being, you're being shit on by the crowd every night with your stupid blue tassels. And then coming into this and being able to be your own man and be able to speak the way you want to speak out there. I think he's just riding high to your point. I, he's taking what he's got. He's like, I'm, I'm loving this now. This is great. And I'm made yeah. of and, we're and having fun. He's, he's learning from Austin too. Every moment, like even backstage, Absolutely. like how, yeah, to keep that spot, like throwing the belt in the mm-hmm. river and and forfeiting the title, but like somehow still so, making rock, but never quite seeing the lights. Austin did like through a lot of this, like, um, but they they worked and rock was okay with yeah, it. Yeah, because Austin at this point, yeah, Austin was like a ten or eleven year vet at this point, maybe yeah. maybe even like a twelve year vet. So, you know, yeah, the Stone Cold character was new, but Austin was the veteran. He was not. He was yeah, carrying, Austin, no, Austin was he was not carrying a child. He was carrying a kid in there who happened to be one of the most talented people ever yeah. to ever yeah. wrestle yeah. The Rock. Like, he just had the knack for it. Yeah, I, I think I think I might be getting a little bit ahead of ourselves on this, but what I want to say is the biggest thing about this kind of why, why rivals like this stand out and why they do so great is I think the two of them both understand that they need each other. And it doesn't matter who's technically two or one. It, it's the rivalry that's the best rivalry on the planet at this moment and one of the best rivalries ever because they both understand that there was no about it doesn't matter who really goes over at one moment they're they're both they're both part of something that's really special yes. and let's ride this wave yes. as long as we possibly can and I, I think they knew that and they did that and uh, um it's great you know it's uh I didn't want to get too far ahead, but I mean, that's what we're talking about here. That's why it's such yeah. a great rivalry. That's you why you never talk stuff. about Michaels and, and Austin being the greatest feud of all time. Because I think those, those two Eagles no. and Michaels couldn't have done what like for Rock did and his patience and like seeing the the long game of yeah, it. Yeah, because Michaels, yeah, Michaels didn't like yeah. to lose, so that's right. Kind of I was saying, <laughs> yeah, I was I was saying like the more politi- politically nice way, but that's exactly what yeah. it is. The, the, like, of course, you didn't want to fucking shit, lose. The yeah. shit on Michaels' podcast. He is a, he was a garbage <laughs> human there. being. Dude. Oh, oh my god, more just I get, down me, on. me almost spinning on the monitor is going on Instagram next week. I can see it coming. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. Thanks for that. Appreciate you post. I know you're gonna post it. Um, all right. So the rock versus Austin at no holds barred. 
Backlash, April 25th, 1999 for the WWE Championship. Austin was champion into the event. Shane Man was the special guest referee. This is a good solid brawl designed to follow up that WrestleMania 15 match. You really should go check it is out. Is there still cage um, uh, sections all over? It wasn't a cage match, but they were they fighting all over a set that was steel cage stuff or chain link fence? Or my, I think yes. If I'm remembering, that was this is one of the few matches I didn't get a chance to go back. I think that because it was no hold barred, I think they did venture to where a set was or something like that. Yeah, I was I was watching something was showing like they're all falling over cages, but I don't think it was any the cage. What I will tell you is that this sounds. We can cut this part. Uh, You're good. The Rock versus Stone Cold versus Rikishi versus Kurt Angle for the WWF Championship. December 2nd, 2000 at WWF Rebellion. That is a mouthful. Uh, Kurt Angle is actually the defending champion coming into the match. Um, It was a UK-only pay-per-view, and the first time The Rock and Austin faced each other as faces. It was also one of Austin's first matches back after being out for almost an entire year from that neck surgery. Man, I I still... It's fascinating to me that how much we had to protect Austin and, and why that made it so great. Because he was really hurt. Uh, I mean that. I hate that that pile driver. You know, it, it affected. It still affects. Well, him and to it this compounded. Day. He had issues before, and it just made everything True. so much worse. Like, yeah, and, and this. Yeah. I mean, and he's doing all this stuff at the height of his career. And he's in incredible pain. And this is back now. They worse. now, if you have the it's injury insane. now, they fucking go in your back with a little, you know, a needle with a camera on it, and they're like, boop, ten minutes later, and then you rehab for a month or two, and then you're back. I'm not trying to make light of neck injuries, but back here, Austin. I think he, they cut him in on the throat and they went in through the front of the throat. Yeah, way, back way, and way more invasive. And- yeah, and, and the recuperation time was like 10 months. I mean, it was like a long time that he had to like rehab his neck, that he was out of the ring. He was out for almost all the whole year of 2000. You you can argue that the stuff that Brian, Daniel Bryan did to himself and Edge could is possibly worse than what happened to Stone Cold, but they were able to come back from it because of you know, advancements in surgery. Um, and I'm not a doctor. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm assuming, but those guys were told they couldn't come back, but because of when their careers technically ended, they were able to things yeah. got better. But at this point, Stone Cold is too far gone. It's just, you're again, too soon. I mean, yeah, the, the amount of, uh, advances in, in technology and medicine, like they're just exponential every like three years, like even through this, the entire attitude era and even beyond like eighties and nineties, all I really remember is like Dr. James Andrews, He's the guy you saw for any, yeah, like whatever James sport, Andrews. like Dr. Yeah. James Andrews, like yep. one guy, like it was like, I got you. I'm Dr. James. All right, athlete. Get I'm over still, here. I'm, I'm still good for you. Yeah. He's like, right, I'll take care of it. Uh, yeah, you're right. And, and he's always the one that's the event. So it'll be somebody else soon to your point, you know? Um, no, but like, like now it like just saying like laparoscopic, like it's three needed, it's three needle marks. Like they, they know how to rehab correctly. I mean, John Cena, was a, a a miracle and a robot who advanced uh, and jumped every rehab by months and months, but like he didn't have like the old these old timer surgeries and probably yeah, took the like damage a- of these guys anyway. Like the injuries were worse, the technology was worse, and the rehabs were. A yeah, lot the longer. injuries that happen now because they don't wrestle as much as they used to. The injuries that happen now typically happen from just one match, whereas like the injuries back in the day, like all the surgeries that Hogan's been through. That yeah. Rick has had, uh, you know, that that Stone Cold's had, it was just, it was like from years on the road, just beating it and beating it. And then yes. Austin had one violent impact that sped it up. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, there's a difference between the injuries that happen now. Typically, yeah. now it happens in one match. Where back in the day, it was being on the road for nine yeah. years, driving in a fucking economy sized car with yeah. four other, you know, never four other getting to heal men ever. And, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Never, yeah, for never for fear of losing heal. your spot. Yeah. And luckily, yeah. you know, luckily these guys had great health insurance by WWF. Uh, <laughs> oh wait no did they have to pay their own health insurance oh is it no is that what you guys are saying they never oh i'm sorry oh oh <laughs> oh, oh, oh no sorry. um kurt angle would pin Rikishi to defend the title but it planted the seed of the rock versus austin rematch which takes us to armageddon december 10th of 2000 it is the rock versus stone cold versus the undertaker versus rikishi versus triple h versus kurt angle is this Rikishi uh, falling in the truck match? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I knew yeah, that. They, they, but they put strong. I do my research, he's, guys. He's a, hey, you did for fine. you fans you did out fine. there, I do the research. Don't make me say it. <laughs> when I say, I think, <laughs> is this the match? Uh, even <laughs> though I'm admitting a, that I didn't a, see it before this. Were they on cages? 
Wait, was Rikishi the guy with all the Japanese lettering on his face and tattooed? Uh, He had the big butt, right? Sakushi. Comment below. All right. Um, Wait, what? The Rock and Stone Cold were expertly kept apart from each other until, uh, but still ingrained at the top of the card. The match was a perfect example of the WWF product at the time. The production value was absolutely awesome. Uh, it, it's interesting that Kurt Angle just keeps winning. Um, uh, Kurt Angle would defend the title by pinning The Rock after everyone was trading finishers back and forth until Angle just took advantage of a down Rock. I think it's great because you can continue these rivalries while, while um, you know, the baby face, Kurt Angle, who's sometimes a heel baby face, but he kind of he kind of carries that title for him while they can still kind of screw around and, and keep their stuff white hot when it comes to the rivalry, but um, it's interesting. You would think that those guys were carrying that title all this time, and it wasn't the case. Um, you, you got you got a little bit of angle in there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I and I'm an angle mark and, tri- sorry, and Triple H for a while too. I think. Yeah, it, it, it's it's in interesting how it kind of moved around while these guys just continue to battle each other in a lot of ways, which the crowd absolutely loved. They couldn't get enough of it. So super cool. Uh, the Rock versus Stone Cold for the WWE Championship is next at a no DQ match at WrestleMania 17, April 1st, 2001. I'm pretty sure at least two out of three think this is the best WrestleMania ever. We've talked about it several times. The Rock is the defending champion coming in. Uh, This was held in front of 68,000 fans. Uh, Like I said, greatest WrestleMania to most. Some people argue 19 just to argue it, but nobody's going to really fight with you on it. Um, But they say this is the greatest Mania main event and the greatest match uh, between The Rock and Stokely. Both wrestlers were faces coming into the match, which is usually a big, but it works out uh, at least short term because Austin would churn heel and align himself with Vince McMahon, which nobody saw coming, much like The Rock did in 1998. I would say immediately it's a good impact, but I know me and Jess have talked about this a lot. It, long no, it was in Austin. Austin to this day says it was a mistake that he did push it. He takes credit. He fought for it, it though. Pu- he fought. Yeah, yeah he I fought forced, for I it. forced. Yeah, I forced Vince's hand. I felt I was stale as a baby face. I wanted to turn heel. I wanted to give it a try. It was just, it, and the I think Vince just kind of said, okay, because Austin had already taken them and they, they just bought WCW and like everybody it's was over. high as it's shit. O- it's over. Everybody was high on their high horse and they were celebrating or whatever. So my number one baby face wants to turn heel. Like when he's still arguably like at the peak of his popularity, why not? Like, no, like, but it's easy for me to say, looking back and doing it. If they they were still, if they were still fighting WCW, it would have been an absolute no. Hey, it's not, the whole thing is like the whole thing, the whole meteoric rise of Austin, of course, was because he was talented, but it was Vince versus uh, Austin. And when you took that away and they aligned themselves with each other, like, you're like, oh man, like I felt like, Oh, it's downhill from here. And I, I'm not saying I'm smarter than anybody else or anything. And I, what's downhill from their most successful year? You know, it's still probably pretty successful. Even a decline of 20% is still probably great business and meteoric ratings. But mm-hmm. like it, I knew after that, you know, WCW was gone. There was no competition. And now their number one rival that caused them to re-rise back up and overtake WCW to win the war. Ultimately, now they're just like, well, they're on the same team. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. man, like. You know, it was fun while it lasted, you know, kind of thing. And then, you know, we had we had two and a half years of amazing television and amazing stuff. And, you know, it just after that, I was like, oh, do you guys man, remember? And, but, and were you was it that much of a swerve? Were you completely shocked by the end of it? Or. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. There was no yeah. sign that he would ever nobody ever who would ever thought that like they hated each other. And Austin yeah. always stunned him and did everything. But they, they did. Austin started playing the character of like. I'm driven by the title. I need to win the title. And if I have to align myself with Vince to keep this title, that's what I'll do. And I thought that was a weak paper thin kind of premise to begin with. I mean, this guy tried to make you conform and he tried to fire you every chance he got. He tried to, you know, like 
he kept trying to like make you corporate and you fought him. And that was the whole reason why you were so popular was because you, you bucked the system. You told your boss to fuck off. You stunned him whenever you got a chance. Yeah. Yeah. All the goons that he threw out, there were setbacks, you know, Vince would win one war, you know, and get, get the title off Austin. But then the next month here comes Austin again, beating, you know, winning back. And I think Austin just, I think he knew like that he wasn't a hundred percent after the surgery. So I think he wanted to, I want to do something different. I want to, I don't think Austin wanted, this is just me guessing that I don't think he wanted to be the top babyface anymore because it's too much pressure. It's so I think Austin chase, was just yeah. like, yeah, I want to, I want to be heel. And I think in his mind, he was like, you know, cause I like being heel and heels the funner. You get to have fun when you're heel and you get to do this. And, and they, and they did have a lot of fun on the vignette pieces oh, with, him with the heel. cowboy hat and the singing. Was, cause it, and, was, you know, all that yeah, giving, that. giving that mini hat to, to angle, which was fantastic with angle falling like a puppy dog all the time, but it's, they did it. So they knew the rock was leaving the month after mania. They knew the rock was leaving. Yeah, to it's film a movie mistake. Again. Yeah. So they turn Austin heel, their number one baby face, which was the rock at this point, because gone. Austin turned heel. Yeah. He, they knew he was gone. It wasn't a secret. And so it was like triple H and Austin. I remember like they called him the two man power trip or something I like that. Fucking they won the tag name. titles. Triple yeah. H won the ice. Yeah. <laughs> triple H won the IC title. <laughs> make, and then they both won the. Angry. So they both guys it for like a couple of months. And that was when the famous match happened where Benoit and Jericho beat them for the tag titles where Triple H tore his quad that night. Um, uh, so, yeah, yeah, they were called like a two man power trip and they held all the belts, whatever. Vince was just trying to but they he had no face. He hadn't been building bigger stars. Rock was the guy that should have stuck around and he didn't. And they knew yeah. he wasn't. So it's odd that they would just do that or at least turn Triple H face. If you're going to make the rock heel like it. It was weird. It was all just weirdly done in 2001. Mm-hmm. And he put all his money on the invasion angle. That Where was that back Jack? So Austin <laughs> <laughs> you could have saved everything. So yeah, uh, without ranting so much, it was just a, you know, this WrestleMania though, this match was the best of their three without question. And WrestleMania, they were, they stole the show and there was yeah. other amazing matches on this card too. We talked about this WrestleMania. Austin they, obviously defeats the rock after multiple chair shots and, that's 16. And, and he took 16. Yeah, 16, Six, 16 shots. 16. In the chair. Get, get, get it right, Dave. 16. God. Uh, we'll jump into their final match ever, which is also Stone Cold's final match, even though he wanted nobody to really know about it. It wasn't to be advertised. Uh, it was the final match of the WrestleMania trilogy at WrestleMania 19, March 30th, 2003. Uh, not for the title. But it's a rubber match meant to settle the grudge between the two responsible for the Attitude Era's popularity. And The Rock would finally defeat Austin at WrestleMania. Big one! Ladies and gentlemen, and perhaps two of the greatest. When it's all said and done, close the book on one of the greatest rivalries in history. There's a great um, section, and it, it's kind of, I feel, I, even though it's really great, I feel bad for the ref. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Um, when he like, pushes, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, pushes the ref yeah, away yeah, and has yeah. a yeah. private conversation with Stone Cold. Like, if I'm the ref, I'm like, dude, I was just trying to make sure he's okay. No, as soon as y'all, like, Vince is like, get him out. What are they doing? Get him out. And then Vince is like, guys, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, guys, can you uh, stop that? Fuck out get out of here. You know, like, like <laughs> mushes his face I love out. You. And, I love you. and Rock, I think The Rock, The Rock says it later on, but he's like, I told him I loved him. I think he's basically. And Austin right. says, I love you too back yeah. from his back. Yeah. And that's yeah. really, that's really cool. And I don't give a crap. You can, you can break a little kayfabe in this situation. They, this is one of the greatest rivalries ever, ever, and they closed it out really well. And like I said, nobody and they didn't advertise yeah. that Austin didn't want them to exactly. advertise this would be his last match because he felt like he just didn't feel like he wanted that attention. Uh, and then like yeah, I, when after the match ended or whatever, you know, The Rock celebrated and left. And then that walk when they kept the cameras on him and he walked up, Austin he was limping, just beat down, and then he stood around the crowd and like took a bow, but his bow was just flipping him off with his middle finger. Yeah, like yeah. you know, it was just uh, I. I remember watching it then going, is, you knew. I think Austin's done. Like, yeah, I think he's it. done. And like, he was done and that was it. And he's never come back. He's came back for a little shit. I think he had a match against Eric Bischoff like a year mm-hmm. later, but it was for battle of the commissionership or some shit like that. It wasn't a real match, but I mean like, yeah, no, he, no, nothing he's done has been a real sanctioned match. To be 
Really yeah, he closed the book on his career, and uh, that was it. And you know, he he's never looked back. He said it's been a couple times where he's thought about it, but he's never. Uh, he's like, I never wanted to come back. I never wanted to be one of those guys that kept coming back and didn't know when to leave. And you know, twenty twenty two in Dallas. What's so old watch? My last match because I think the the uh, the promotion was still doing really good. Uh, momentum was still good. It might have started to slow down a little bit. But if you just announced, hey, this is going to be Stone Cold's last match, you know, maybe that would kind of slow business down or slow the momentum down and, you know, maybe turn some people off. And it would be great to have a good send-off. But it wasn't about that. We didn't want to slow the momentum of the company down and just make it be about me having my last match because uh, I can't remember when I made that decision, and I talked to Vince that that was going to be my last match, but it was really close. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, it, it, it can still happen. Yeah. You know, wrestlers are wrestling in their 50s and 60s business. all the time now. So, well, yeah, there, and there, there's okay. nothing wrong with, Give, in my opinion, like someone, a Rock or an Austin coming back at WrestleMania and just stunning some asshole. I, I, no. You know, it's, and that's it's what he's been. No, there's been but, a lot yeah, of honestly, Even now, like, yeah. it'll be 19 years later um, next year. So if Austin's in wow. this good a shape to... Give twelve minutes, and if he can make five million dollars on one night, and it does not destroy his legacy, yeah. screw it. In front of uh, the return of fans for the like the uh, back to the well, regular, the he doesn't have to do a Frankenstein like, or anything. He just you know he's got one of the greatest easiest finishers in history. I mean, you know. I'm I don't know. I, I have this dream that like I don't think it's over. Like I think he's got one more in him, but I feel I like don't know. yeah. I, and I'm split down the middle on that. The, the half of me is like, of course I would watch <laughs> it, and then the other half of me is like, the other half is like, yeah, of course, back. yeah, you don't. Like, like, don't you want you want the legend? You want the legend. Legend. He, was he was almost the best home point. clear, yeah. and then Saudi Arabia was like the worst, embarrassing it. piece of shit. Like, um, yeah, yeah, you don't. They all they can't resist. Like, yeah, but you know what's the memory? Like, Hogan. and you know what? If if, if I don't know, if, it's it's money at at, at some point, like. It's not about the legacy. The legacy, great. But, like, after this many years, like, so many people haven't seen him wrestle and haven't, well, like, just do it, man. I, I hate to say it, but le- <laughs> legends like this, there's money on the table if they want yeah. to take it. I mean, it. throw Terry and, Funk and in there. Being a, le- being a legend doesn't necessarily pay the bills. Yeah. You know? He is. Yeah, Austin's he doesn't fine. need it. Uh, yeah, he, financially, he's okay. I'm not trying I be- to say I, that. Believe that's why, I believe that's why he yeah. doesn't come back, because I think Austin is... Because he is financially fine, I think he yeah. sides yeah. with his legacy now. And I mean, like, let, I let's be real. Anything. Does he does he have a does he have a lifelong contract with his merch? I mean, if they're still selling his merch online, he's still making money. I'm I not mean, really sure. I don't know what they do with that. You got they got to be giving him something. He's got like, what two or three reality online. shows? I don't know. Uh, Podcast. Yeah. Uh, has got his uh, USA kind of yeah. deal. Like, yeah, I think he's. I, I apparently, and he was one of notoriously like a cheapskate with Foley. Like. He always saved his money and had yeah. had his ranch and had a four by four. I mean, he he wasn't he wasn't putting his stuff in and a from, trash bag. And from ninety eight to <laughs> from ninety eight to two thousand and three, he made a lot of money, especially yeah. from like ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. If he decides like, to he do it, it'll be money, because like Austin wants to and wants to stand in front of that ring in his home state of Texas. Yeah, but and and and, and same thing for the Rock. If the Rock wants to do it, it's not going to. No, he'll be, be our president money. next. Uh, time. I'm just that kidding. guy has more money. <laughs> I, according to the tv shows i watch it's TV show, yeah. um so yeah. that yeah ultimately i don't know i i don't you know you could name other rivalries like flair and steamboat and stuff like that and and you could argue <laughs> what's the, the greatest and what's not i don't know but maybe. i mean like th- these two guys were the tippy top and it's it's you can you risk being oil and water sometimes you risk a lot of stuff they started with the IC title and then they worked all the way up to the heavyweight championship and then they just ended it with nothing on the line, just the two. I would, that and I would argue it. that these two guys can work with almost anyone and having that talent and then coming together. I don't know if, uh, uh, you know, maybe technically you can get me on other feuds or something like that, but like as far as like the attention and the level of the card these guys were at and everything, the money, I, the money. This, this has to be the greatest rivalry of all time as far as the money being made with these guys and the way they all they always came through. There was never a dud. They always came through. They told the story they were there to tell. They made each other better for the experience, and then they moved on. And then they I had mean, another encounter. If, and if you want to compare like a great rivalry that was a great story, and, and you, know, you can talk about the mega powers exploding, 
And it was uh, that story is fantastic, but that was only a year of storyline. That was yeah. it. These guys carried it yeah. for what five, six years. But he, I mean, even that to your point, Dave, like a well planned, the great, probably the greatest plan feud of all time. Twelve months long, mega powers exploding. But by, by the time both those guys had been done with each other, sure. um, there was no meaning to how many times they'd wrestled each other. So like these guys had it, it, been it, so yeah. sporadic in those like three years, and it was such a in those five years, three WrestleManias. Um, but they didn't have a lot of singles matches together. Like they, it was special when they did and every angle was different and they never did yeah. every Monday night trying to just, um, uh, fight each other with, let's say with rock being the macho man, uh, getting his ass handed to him every, every Monday for some strange reason by, by Hogan politics. Like, um, it was special. It was every match was special with these guys. They, they didn't, they didn't care about it. It didn't matter who went over per se until the very end. To your point with Rock um, at the last WrestleMania, but yeah, they they didn't care about yeah. that at the time. It was like I don't care who goes over. They had magic. L- I'd love to see to these two this, sit this. down, whether it's Austin's podcast or something bigger. And I think there's a mysterious component, and I've said it before in a, in a podcast. I don't know if there's a strange sense of heat between them, but they you don't hear that you you haven't seen them together in a while. Um, and Never I don't know why it. that is, yeah. and maybe they're they're saving it up, but I'm sure there is like I have a weird, I have a uh, weird I, with Rock taking the backseat for so long in those five years, like, and now it's completely different, and maybe their situations reverse. Sure, I'm, but I'm sure there's a mutual respect, and in my heart, like, I would love to see them sit down for two hours or three hours or whatever it is, and really talk about each other. Well, that's not, to your point, Craig. You sparked an idea for me. Table for three. Yeah, rock. They don't shit on each other ever, but you don't for that. You do you you don't really see them together or hear them. And I, yeah, yeah. I think they just stay. I think they stay away from each other out of respect. I don't. I don't think there's heat. But it's just just, they don't want to tread on each other's situation. And you got to imagine their their schedules are probably impossible to merge. And yeah, and I'm not trying to insinuate like they're you know. <laughs> I know. Sure, I was going to try and uh, back myself yeah, up, but I haven't. Sure, I literally sure, said okay, twice. Bro. Like, I don't know if they have any problems with each other because they haven't. So, like, no, I, I can't backtrack it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're really pushing the Dallas. Oh, come on, you're really shit, Dallas Dallas get a table for Jess, three. Rock and Austin. Just zoom it in. <laughs> if you want, can you see anything Rockin else Austin to fill two nights in that fucking stadium next year? If they Holy do two shit. nights, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if Vince can pay well, Brock been, enough. There's been speculation it's going back to Holy one shit. night. Holy shit! Did we just create the greatest WrestleMania match of all time? Uh, so we just created. We just created. Yeah, right. Whoa! Yeah. And, and I don't know how I feel about it because the yeah. fact that like I no, want it, the it'll be a tag. Be it'll be point, uh, point, you know, Dash Wilder get... and Rock versus uh, <laughs> Austin and uh, <laughs> Jungle Boy Jack uh, Perry <laughs> Maverick. Sorry, Maverick. <laughs> What? Yeah. But yeah, uh, easily one. It, it might be the greatest rivalry of all time. Like they're these are the two biggest names. But I can't I can't say it enough. They earned it. Like you, it it. Yeah. I hate to say it, it's just it's lost on today's wrestling audience how razor sharp and that Austin and The Rock were at this time and how they had to be and how Vince had to be razor sharp and the way he marketed them and the way they fought against WCW and everything else at this time was just amazing. It was. It's going to be well they, every angle well different, every story different, like face, heel, face, face, heel, heel. It didn't matter. It will never, I, I, I can almost say it with sad confidence, and I hate that yeah. fact that I'm saying this. We'll never see it again. We'll never see it again. You're never going to see guys with this size, this and talent, this, this, and this, this mainstream, like this much come important. together at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they're, they're, they're way more apart in their, in their age, their veteranship of wrestling at this mm. time, like, you know, the rock is definitely like a, like a true bonafide baby face at this moment. He's so young in comparison to, to, to Steve. Um, I, I don't know if I have a privilege to call him Steve. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want to get stunned in my own house, but um, you know, but I'm telling you it's, it's how different they could, could have been, but just coming together at the right time when they both really and, and, just got way over. Uh, it, it was, and it's just it, as insinuated, destiny, like they don't like know? each other to this day. <laughs> for audio fans give us a listen on apple spotify soundcloud iHeartRadio, stitcher or google podcast or watch our videos on youtube at our wrestling podcast 
On social media, give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019, Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. This is Dave, Jess, and Craig with the OWP signing off. Have a good one. Bye.